We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, the Ravens defense has been on an absolute tear as of late, and more help for the secondary should be soon on the way. Yeah, the turnover magician. Marcus Williams returned to practice for the first time in seven weeks. We'll discuss his timetable and also provide some surprising updates on both Ronnie Stanley and Kyle Hamilton just ahead. I'm Bobby Trossett with Sarah Ellison. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Thursday, November 24th. And this is your morning Ravens vault. Ravens linebacker Patrick Queen's development has been on full display this season. And that's something he recently opened up about in a sit-down interview with the Baltimore Sun. He talked about what it's been like to be compared to Ray Lewis since he was drafted and why he's enjoying the coaching change at defensive coordinator. Plus, a bunch of Ravens are in the holiday spirit this week. You know what that means. We're getting thankful coming up in topic three. We have all that and more coming up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, John Harbaugh, he sure was in an awfully giving mood during his Wednesday press conference. Wouldn't you say so? Absolutely. And tis the season, partner. Let's begin with safety Marcus Williams, though. He did practice Wednesday for the first time since dislocating his wrist seven weeks ago. The only thing I would just add, since, since we're in the, in the spirit of the holiday here, uh, yeah, Marcus Williams was out of practice today. And, uh, but he will not play in the game yet. He looked good. He's individual. He looked good. He moved well. It's his wrist. You know, I think we just got to get him back moving, get him back in shape. And he's got uh, a week or two of all that before he'll be ready to go. But the main thing, you know, the wrist will heal. We just need to make sure he's in football shape. And we should mention, based off of the video provided by ESPN's Jamison Hensley, Williams wasn't actually seen catching footballs during the media viewing portion of practice. So the team is going to ease him back in during his 21-day practice window. Oh, yeah. More playmaking is on the way, though, at some point. It's honestly hard to believe this defense is on this kind of tear right now without arguably their best ball-hawking playmaker. But let's keep the good news coming. And in this case, I think we were both somewhat pleasantly surprised by Harbaugh's update on Ronnie Stanley when it 
it comes to the MRI he received. Remember, Stanley limped off the field Sunday after his surgically repaired left ankle was rolled up on, and he never returned after being listed as questionable. Harbs was asked if his MRI gave room for optimism. It does. It does. We'll still kind of work our way through the week. I'd put him in the day-to-day, game-day decision right now. Um, if that progresses later in the week, I'll let you know. Kind of, that's up in the air right now. Yeah, my gut tells me Ronnie won't go this Sunday in Jacksonville. Day to day means that Harbaugh is trying to be super vague, but he's it's also not a season ender. But I'm really encouraged by where things seem to be at with him. I mean, Bobby, he could barely put any weight on that left ankle while limping off the field Sunday. So this seems like a definite win for the Ravens. Yeah, and the same can be said for Kyle Hamilton, who also exited Sunday's game against Carolina and never returned. Harb says that further testing he's undergone in recent days for a knee injury looks good, but he did not practice on Wednesday. Neither did Lamar Jackson, which always creates it's a lot of chaos. Which, of course, Harbs was asked about. Yeah, it was a day. He really we had a, uh, an issue from the game. You know, it's not he's going to play in the game. But I just wanted to hold him back and let him rest today. And Sarah, while Harbaugh wouldn't specify what prevented Lamar from practicing, the team's Wednesday injury report listed number eight out with a hip designation. Now, you wonder if that's the same hip setback that forced him to miss the practice five weeks ago leading up to the Browns game, of course, which he played in. But nonetheless... He will be good to go come Sunday. And two more notes worth mentioning. Mark Andrews was a full participant in Wednesday's practice, while Gus Edwards was limited as he continues to work his way back from that hamstring tweak. Still to come here on The Vault, we're going inside the mind of Patrick Queen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So we've talked a lot about Patrick Queen's improvement on the field so far this season. He's gone from some fans calling him a bust last year to legitimately being a Pro Bowl candidate entering Week 12, partner. Yeah, I mean, Bobby, it's just been fun and exciting to watch his meteoric transformation. And it's made me wonder how he views it all. And the Baltimore Suns, Jonas Schaefer, did a really good job of getting inside Queen's head with the sit-down Q&A. They hit on a number of topics, so be sure to go out to the Baltimore Sun and check the whole thing out. But I'm just going to pull a couple quotes ranging from how it felt to be compared to Ray Lewis and the differences in Week Martindale versus Mike McDonald's defense. And finally, 
Yes, his thoughts on his fellow LSU alum, Odell Beckham Jr., and his chances of maybe signing with Baltimore. I see what you did there. You would pull out the quotes there on OBJ. Out of everything that was discussed in this wide-ranging interview, you are not letting go of that topic. We will touch on that in a minute. I'm fine with that. Okay, whatever. Um, But what did he have to say about being compared to Ray Lewis? Because... We both agree that's not necessarily a fair comparison. And I would imagine that since day one, that puts some intense pressure on PQ. Yeah, I mean, unfair is a great word for it. And that's exactly what he said. He said, quote, rookie year, I feel like I played amazing. Yeah, there were times of ups and downs, but I feel like I'm a rookie. You can't expect me to be a Hall of Famer right when I come in. And that's what I feel like you see when people on Twitter are always comparing me to Ray Lewis, me to Ray Lewis, me to Ray Lewis, what Ray did, what he's doing. And I feel like it's not fair because it took Ray time. He came in and yeah, he came in balling, but he wasn't a Hall of Famer the first two seasons. It took time for him to get to that goal. So I feel like now it's just important to now be consistent. I've shown the strides. I've shown the steps, the leap. So now I just want to be consistent, close quote. Yeah, well said by Queen there. It's so easy to get down a rabbit hole when scanning Twitter, and it just feels like by certain comments that he makes from time to time, I feel like he reads far too much into some of the tweets that come his way. And we all know that the mentions can be a dangerous place on that app. But I am curious, what did he say about the coaching turnover in recent seasons? We know that Mike McDonald was the inside linebackers coach when Queen was a rookie, and as you just heard from your quote there, he said he had a great year. Uh, last season with McDonald gone in Michigan, though, during in Wink's defense, he struggled. So with McDonald now and Zach Orr as well, who played linebacker for Baltimore for a few years as his direct coaches, he just seems to be comfortable and playing freely and fast. Yeah, and he said he feels a lot more comfortable because he understands the playbook better now. He said things change daily under Martindale, And now it's just more streamlined. This is the quote. Once you get into the game, it's like, I know what coach told me, and I know coach trusts me. So I just go out and play my game. So I think the biggest thing was Mike coming here was just everybody there was settling down to trust what we're actually calling and knowing. Everybody knows the checks. Everybody knows the calls. Everybody knows exactly what to do. Close quote. Just sounds like communication and trust is much better now for him. And certainly a testament to me. Donald, too, and what he's done in such a short time as the defensive coordinator. But, okay, let's get to it. Here we go. The floor is yours. What did he have to say about OBJ? He didn't even say that much. I just had to put it in here. He says, I mean, look, I'm disappointed that he didn't reach out yet. He says that he hasn't even reached out to OBJ yet. How can you not do that? He's a fellow LSU alum. So he said he saw a list from ESPN that reportedly had the potential destinations per sources, and one of those was not Baltimore. So Queen said, quote, I've got a problem with that, so I'm about to check in with him. That was it. Nothing bigger than that. Well, for your sake, let's hope he does do exactly that, check in with OBJ. But uh, <laughs> before we finish up this part of the conversation, has he not talked about Roquan, or did he not talk about Roquan during this interview? Yeah, not a ton. He did talk a little. The interview was before the Carolina game, so he's more emphasizing that once they get their chemistry down, he thought big things could happen. Well, to me, Bobby, it looked like they did have their chemistry down in Carolina, and big things did happen. They just terrorized the Panthers' offense. And I just got to throw this in. Brian Baldinger did a film study on just the two of them. Here's a quick snippet. And they are. An unbelievable tandem. 
Like, you watch Patrick Queen come and just slap his former teammate, Bradley Bozeman, right in the chops. Like, they attack. And then here comes Roquan from the other spin, from the other side. Like, these two guys are with each other. Like, every single play. Like, they're a tandem. Like, here comes the blitz on Chuba Hubbard. And here comes Roquan. Like, they just converge. And their speed is blinding. They just, like, the, together, at the end of every play, they're just slapping each other, having fun. Like, they are having a blast playing in this defense right now. They played every single snap against the Carolina Panthers. All right, Bobby, it's only right that we devote an entire topic to Thanksgiving, right? I mean, now knowing that Thanksgiving is John Harbaugh's favorite holiday, it was just the right thing to do. Thanksgiving <laughs> is my favorite holiday. Yes, I know. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's great, right? First of all, it's for the right reason, you know, to be grateful, to give thanks for what we've been blessed with, right? That's, that's how we look at it. And then you don't really have any obligations. I mean, you'd have to clean, you know, guys out there, you know, if you're not cooking, wash the dishes. It's the least you can do before you go sit on the couch and watch the game, right? Wash the dishes. That's, that's all we got to do is wash the dishes, probably. Now, if you're cooking the meal, you may be washing the dishes, too. That's all right. <laughs> but other than that, you don't have to buy any gifts. You don't have to write any cards. It's the greatest holiday. Well, listen, I'm with Harbs here, especially since I'm doing all the cooking this year. Everybody else needs to get on dishes duty while I put up my feet and enjoy some football. Oh, yeah. And I know your household is hosting, too. So I guess the Campbell residence is as well. And Calais seems ready to go for this week. I feel like uh, we, I did ask around, make sure guys have a place to go. Uh, seems like everybody has, has, a word, has a place to go. So it just be me and my family. Um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of family came to town for it. So, uh, you know, I got a big, a big family. So it's kind of nice to be able to have my family come down and enjoy Thanksgiving with me. Be special. So Calais may be excited for Thanksgiving, but he's clearly already focused on next month. You know, uh, I'm a big uh, holiday guy. I love uh, getting in the in the spirit, and so uh, you know, uh, I was really uh, joking with Tuck in there, uh, Justin Tucker, and he was talking about how uh, he's a Christmas you know Christmas guy. Like right away, he already got a tree up, and I was like, yeah, we got a tree up as well. So I'm definitely uh, like a Christmas guy before Thanksgiving, but I still appreciate Thanksgiving. You know, Sarah, I'm with Calais here, even though I want skipped Christmas to essentially recreate Christmas with the Cranks, an all-time movie on a Mediterranean cruise ship after my semester abroad in 2015. But that's a story for another time off the air, all right? Just a little bit of a cliffhanger there, but I'll leave you with this. A guy who always seems to be living as if it's Thanksgiving, and that's Lamar Jackson. Here's part of his post-game interview with Fox after the Panthers game last weekend. It's Thanksgiving week, and this week when I talked to you, you were always full of such gratitude and appreciation. So besides your defense, what are you thankful for right now as we head into Thanksgiving? First of all, I'm thankful for God. You know, without him, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Uh, my guys, when I when woke up this morning, none of us would have woke up this morning, start off with him. You know, um, I, I just, I'm just i thankful for him the most. And, uh, you know, my family, my teammates, and this dub right here. You know, we, we, get, we got another win. You got to keep building, though. Keep stacking. Lamar Jackson, as always, great to see you. Congratulations and thank you. Appreciate you, Ms. Laura. Happy Thanksgiving. And before we fly, some other quick news items that you need to know, beginning with Calais Campbell returning to his former Jacksonville Jaguars team of three years. He says he doesn't see it as a super sentimental game and sees it more as a business trip to get a win. 
But what could make it special is if he picks up two sacks. Because if he were to do that, Calais Campbell would hit the 100 sack mark for his career. I don't make a lot of like individual goals in my life. I've always kind of, you know, just always said, you know, I just want to help the team be better, you know, and whatever I can do to make the team better. You know, I never really chase sacks, never really, uh, you know, just tried to, you know, go outside my job to make any plays. I just wanted to do my job at a high level. And if that was getting sacks, if that was batting balls or tackles for loss or whatever it may be, just do my job at a high level. But that, that's one of the few uh, goals I, I set when I was a rookie or really before I was a rookie. And I knew I wanted to play in the NFL. Uh, but it would be cool to get in that 100 sack club. You know, that's a, that's a rare club that, uh, you know, only uh, a select special group has been able to do, you know, get in. So, um, for me, you know, uh, I mean, it would be cool. You know, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's just it's, it's just playing good football, and they'll come, you know, if it's meant to be. You know, I I, uh, I realize I, I was, you know, I realize I'm tied with Joey Porter, and I played with Joey Porter when he was chasing 100. And, uh, you know, I remember, like, you know, he started, you know, he, he got he, he had five his first year, and he got injured, and then uh, came back the next year, and, you know, we thought for sure he'll get it. You know, he's sitting at, you know, uh, you know 97, and then he gets one, and then he ends up getting injured and never played again. It's like, you know, I mean, it's hard to get to that, that, that number, so I don't take any day for granted. I know that at any given time, this could take away from me from, from a football standpoint. So, you know, I just want to, you know, enjoy the ride and, you know, hey, play some good football and, you know, I think uh, if I'm able to play out there, if I'm able to be healthy, I feel like, uh, you know, it's just a matter of time. Elsewhere, while there are concerns about the Ravens offense after last week's outing against Carolina, the unit actually ranks number two in the league in DVOA, according to Football Outsiders. Baltimore's offense only trails Kansas City in that category and is just ahead of Miami at number three, Seattle at four and Philadelphia at five. And for those that don't know, DVOA measures a team's efficiency. And finally, we all know Thanksgiving hits different when the Ravens and Steelers face off against each other, and John Harbaugh agrees. Do you ever have any traction trying to get Pittsburgh, Baltimore on Thanksgiving annually? I mean, you, you had talked about that. I know, I wanted it. Didn't get any traction on no one, no one it. No, they just looked at me and just, you know, like they always do, just whatever. <laughs> it's Harbaugh again. You know, Harbaugh. Yeah. That wouldn't that be amazing? Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Thanksgiving night. It would be it'd be iconic. It should be in there. Um, okay. Here. Every year. Yeah, it should be here. All right, we'll see you guys. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by simply searching Ravens Vault Podcast. We can also be reached by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising with us. So that's all the time we've got today. But the Vault will be back on Friday with our Ravens-Jaguars game preview, along with other Ravens news you need to know.